0: Hey folks, Drew Fahey here, and this is episode two of the 15-Minute Coffee Podcast. Today we are joined by Charlie Butler, who is co-founder of Bounce Insights, a consumer insights platform which allows brands to ask direct, direct questions to their consumers, as well as being co-founder of Tribe Charity, a mental health charity which aims to destigmatize mental health in Ireland. And I'm joined today by one of our other hosts, Alan O'Donovan.
1: Today we covered a wide range of topics, ranging from enjoying the process and finding the happiness in pursuit to controlling the controllables. We also talked about the importance of maintaining your social life and keeping the people who mean the most to you, close to you. So with all that being said, let's get straight
0: into it. How's it going, Charlotte? I'm not too bad, thanks for having me No worries, we'll just jump on with the first question now. You, you obviously do a lot between bounce and tribe, wondering how do you juggle your time with everything you do
2: i learned the hard way to be fully honest and i i learned through experience of having extreme pressure and extreme time management Um, and then there's probably two additional things that i do that i'll touch on so in terms of time management it's probably one of my best attributes to be fully honest it's come through experience of i had to go through final year doing a thesis raising a funding round and launching a charity and that just forced me to be really good at my time uh, I had a girlfriend and I like going for beers with my mates and um, in order to squeeze all of that in, I just had to be so selfish with my time in that I prioritized things I needed to get done. And I was just so efficient. I would, I think for three and a half years, I have used my notes to plan every minute of my day from seeing people to doing whatever tasks I need to get done. It sounds chaotic, but it it allows me to live a life that I enjoy. And then, The funny thing is about Tribe. So Tribe is a complete release for me. You know, it is a complete passion project of mine. So any time, any work I do with it, particularly events, fundraisers, or talks like this, they give me energy and excitement. They don't drain me because I absolutely love doing it. Like I was looking forward to this podcast. It's not something that I'm like, oh, I'm doing this, so I need to kick the can down the road for something else. I actually, it gives me enough energy that I probably would have had a slump at 4 p.m., Today, but now I'm going to have energy to keep working later on because I love doing it. The third thing that I'd recommend for anyone, particularly in like a startup space, is I regularly work on new ideas. This idea of getting energy from things. Yesterday evening, I had an idea on a walk, and I went home and I brainstormed it. And again, it gave me that energy. And it seems like, oh, how do you juggle everything? But I feel like when you're doing things you enjoy, it gives you more energy to do more things. And then the other thing is you become liberated because you know how much you can get done in a day or a week. And that gives you more confidence to get more done and take more things on. And um, I suppose, yeah, it's a mixture of time management and, and I'm
0: very lucky to do what I love. So it's not like I'm kind of, it's a chore, I suppose. Sort of branching off from that idea, you obviously have a very strict routine. Do you ever find your routine gets interrupted or your schedule gets hijacked? And how do you overcome this?
2: Yeah, all the time. Um, one of my mottos, uh, even though I hate that word, is controlling the controllables. And um, Anyone who knows me or is close to me knows that's what I absolutely stick by. It's how I improve my mental health. It's how I manage stress. It's how I manage uh, low periods or anxiety is any time I get hijacked in my schedule, I get overwhelmed with a decision. Everything becomes completely out of my control. I literally do a like rationalization of thought and I go, okay, what can I control? I'm going to get eight hours sleep. I'm going to meet my friend who makes me laugh and completely takes my mind off it. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do X, Y, Z, whatever that is for you. It can be completely personal to whatever you need. But What that allows me to do is completely recenter to myself so that when I go into the work the next day and I need to kind of reshuffle my schedule or try and push past that really tough period, I know that I'm doing everything I can, and that all the uncontrollables, then you can start letting fall into place. And similar to what I mentioned in the last point is knowing how much I can get done in a day, a week, a month, or even a year for, (laughs) that sounded like a friend's reference (laughs) Um, and knowing how much you can do in that, in that period gives you such confidence to get through anything that you're being stuck by. Like one of my big things in managing stress or workload is like, I, as I said, I plan out my week and I go, oh, there's actually loads of hours. You know, like, I know it takes me an hour to do that. I know it takes me 20 minutes to do that. And when you actually plan it out and rationalize that, it becomes very easy to
0: take control of the plane and land it again. And that's kind of my main thing that I work on. Yeah, I think it's easier to forget. If you get an eight hour sleep, you still have 16 hours in the day. That's, that's a long time with a lot of things to do. Like, I mean, 16 tasks if it's an hour each. So exactly, it's good a thing to keep in mind.
1: Uh, so I suppose going off from the sleep and how uh, how how busy your schedule is, do you find rest and recuperation plays a role in your success, or how to what extent would it play a role? Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I, yeah. <laughs> it's funny,
2: I feel like I'm not going to give you the answer you might expect. And um, like I get eight hours sleep every night. I'm my family are completely like they go to bed at 9pm. So, so do I, I get my sleep every night. I like, you're going to like, I will rarely be seen working on a weekend. Like I Mm. will rarely be seen at my laptop past eight or 9pm. Now I'm an early bird. So I will be at my desk at probably like seven, half seven, but I rarely work at night. I rarely work on the weekends and I will most of the time get eight hours sleep. This is the same thing about time management and prioritizing myself, the people like I love, my family, my, you know, my girlfriend, my friends, my, you know going for beers with my friends, all those things that I love, I will prioritize. So rest and recuperation, I, like, to be honest, has worked for me since I realized how important it was when I was like 19, 20. And I completely prioritized that. Like, as I said, it is absolutely essential for me to do what I do Monday to Friday. That I get my sleep, I get my exercise, I see my mates, and I feel relaxed because then you talk about the 16 hours that I have in the day. Like Jesus, they're productive. Like I'm, I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm laid back, and you know anyone who knows me knows that I'm not. But those 16
1: hours that I'm at my desk, I'm clued in because of that rest and recuperation. If that makes mm. sense. Yeah, and I think that's important because I think especially nowadays it's it's sort of. To, it's, it's almost a fact that oh you have to you have to work in especially in entrepreneurship you have to be on your at your desk 12 hours 16 hours a day to be successful and you, you don't no you don't it's it's the black
2: sheep thing isn't it it's like you know with the, mm-hmm. Everyone's like, "Oh, that's the exception, not the rule." But you start finding enough exceptions, you realize that
1: yeah.
2: you can create a business, be a good person, and be you know maintain your social circle. You know, there are things that yeah. can coexist. It's not like, okay, I want to be the next Elon Musk, and I'm just going to sack off all my mates. You're going to get obsessed with, I'll be happy when, and suddenly you won't get there, or you will, and you'll realize you're still unhappy, and you're like, "Why am I unhappy?" Mm. You know, it's it's it, things don't add up, so. You know that's a that's a huge thing, a huge learning I've had in the last year or two. There's no
0: formula,
1: anyways. That's the yeah. thing to go
0: ahead. <laughs> no formula, exactly.
1: I, s- I suppose going on from that, uh, you mentioned friends and family. There, like how how do you find how do you find the time? I know you plan the time and you fit it in, but do you yeah. miss it? Like, uh, do you miss events? Do you? Yeah, I'll answer this twofold. So, firstly,
2: as I probably mentioned before, I really don't struggle to maintain a social life. <laughs> I've, my schoolmates will be listening to this will laugh like I, I'm out with them very consistently and um, they feel like they don't have a different schedule to what I have um, and I like to live my life that way I really like enjoying the process not the destination I will never neglect my friend group because they're so good to me and I think I really just prioritize this and it's something that frustrates me Um Okay, there's two things within this one thing that frustrates me anyone who says they don't have the time is just not prioritizing that task or that person but one trick i always use if you're going to bring it back to business is if i ever want to meet someone so an advisor a mentor a potential customer whatever it is my favorite trick is hey do you have 15 or 20 minutes in the next two weeks for a chat you probably did that to me about this podcast If they don't, they're a liar or they're not interested and not worth getting their time and energy from because they don't want to help you. They don't want to prioritize your time. And that's like a rule of thumb. Like it's anything that is worth spending time with has to become a priority. And that was my thing when, you know, working on Bounce, working on Tribe, all these sort of things. Yes, I enjoy them. Yes, I had to make sacrifices to make it seem like I don't live in this completely perfect world and everything's happy and jolly. I turned down my Erasmus to Boston to go on the pace for six months. I turned down I turned down my J1 to continue working on bounce. I turned down ski trips. I turned down nights out. Of course I do all of those things. But when I look back, I don't I don't feel like I missed out on anything. And it was because I prioritized small things and appreciated sm- small things. So whether it's going for a walk at like 8 p.m. tonight with one of my best mates, I've still done a 14 hour day, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, it really is just knowing that I'm not going to slump into the couch and go to bed early
1: or whatever it is. And I suppose final question for me, um, you mentioned there, looking back and connecting the dots, is there any moment for you, that sort of a defining moment? Yeah. Um, two, I would say, um,
2: both around the age 16 to 18 age bracket, where I definitely struggled a lot with my mental health. Um, when I was 15, I was complete sports fanatic. Uh, it was like my entire identity. Everything I wanted to do was around sports and particularly rugby. Age 15, I shatter my entire knee down on my right side. I have to have like four or five surgeries over a few years. Uh, it forces me to put on weight, lose all access to sport, lose access to my friend group because... I wasn't my friends or my rugby friends. So I lost pretty much everything as part of my identity. And for that three or four year period, it was absolutely awful. It really was so, so hard, but like, it almost broke me, but it taught me such perseverance. It taught me such mental resilience. It confronted my mental health head on. I don't like to say to confront your mental health because everyone has one and you need to like care for it. But coming back from that, taught me more than pretty much anything else in my life and i do refer back to it in a lot of the tough things i go through like knowing i got through that knowing how much i learned about myself that was a huge defining moment for me Um, and then the second thing which is a lot shorter is i ended up in the same course as brian and who's co-founder of both Tribe and bounce with me and before that he's my best mate and how we ended up in the same course complete fluke we both wanted to do different things we were in the same year in school but we didn't talk to each other about our CAOs or anything, ended up in the same course and just potluck the best thing that's ever happened to me. By osmosis, I have become a better person because of him. I've done better things because of him. And like everything that he has given to my life has been positive. So in terms of defining moments, I don't think it becomes more defining than that because you're literally the product of the people you spend the most time with. And I was very fortunate to have
0: him. I definitely think that, in times that are hard especially with mental health you do learn a lot about yourself and you can learn how how better you can become and how much you can work on yourself and how valuable that is sort of adding on to that there thinking back now would you give your first year self any advice so just coming into college you're a fresher (laughs) Is there any particular advice you would give them?
2: Yeah, I don't think like I, I don't I don't think like I have regrets or anything like that. Or I, like I had, I had a great time in college. Absolutely loved it. Felt like I got the most out of it. Um, but if I was to think of what I would tell myself was finding those good people quicker, maybe or like finding people who are like minded with yourself is just the best thing ever. Like. For me, going from schoolmates to college mates, and then like finding people who are like you is very hard, finding friends you like and trust and, you know, take all those boxes, it's a very tough thing to do, but when you find them, like look after them. Um, And now that I think of it, and I think I mentioned it before, but I wish I could shake myself at 18 and, and redefine what success meant for me back then. Now success is so different to what I perceived it to be when I was 18 like i if i had just enjoyed the process a lot more throughout college and um, i think i would be much happier and i would have gotten there a lot quicker and um, that as i said before like that feeling of i'll be happy when is such a bad bad attitude and um, if puts your focus on the destination on um kind of a pseudo success or a pseudo happiness at a certain future date And suddenly time flies by, which is a non-renewable resource. You'll get to where you are and you'll just set another, I'll be happy when, and you you kind of end up chasing yourself. So I would love to go back and, and have a conversation with myself around that. And I think I'd save myself
1: quite a lot of pain. The last few, last two questions we ask are going to be asking everyone. So what three things would you tell someone who is in the process of chasing their dreams to do every day? The first thing is make sure it's your own dream. Okay. Um,
2: So many people try to live other people's dreams and, and it's, it's really hard thing to do. This idea of like, do what you love seems so simplistic and I'm not saying your job has to be doing what you love, but the process of it has to be something you love. And as way of anecdote, like the first time I sat in a room with three of the computer science lads I was mates with and Brian and brainstormed an idea. I can't describe the feeling of excitement, of joy, of exhilaration that I felt. And as soon as I felt that, and I knew I was going to do startups for the rest of my life. Now, of course, my next point, which I'll give, I might change my mind. But in that moment, I had complete certainty in the uncertainty of doing a startup. Like I knew that's what I wanted to do. Making sure it's your own dream is just so important because there's no point in chasing your parents' dreams, your friends' dreams, your the influence of social media's dreams and You really have to look quite deeply in on yourself to find that, but it's a really important point to make. The second point I would say, and it's something I I heard recently and realized the importance of it, particularly in startups, is uh, Ray Dalio says, strong opinions, weakly held. So I'm all for being ambitious, be confident, be hardworking, be well-researched and back yourself in everything you do, but at the same time, be a sponge, be open to being wrong, know that there's people who've been there before you who can add new information and allow you to improve your opinion and and the final one which i'm going to reiterate is and it was from the end of adam grant's book originals is switching your mindset from a pursuit of happiness to a happiness of pursuit changing those words will add so much happiness to your life realizing that what i do every day is what i'm going to like remember there's that thing that like no one ever became a master at something they didn't enjoy doing so you have to enjoy doing it you have to get energy and excitement from it and if you're not doing that you'll
0: never become exceptional at it and thus you'll never become successful in that career do you have any recommendations such as books or music or anything like that there that had a major impact on your life and what they did for you
2: yeah um let me have a think uh this would reminds me of something that i'm definitely very guilty of which is i wish i read more and um, i am a product of this the smartphone era of short attention span and difficulty to get into reading all that sort of stuff now i do read probably more than the average person but i definitely it's something i'm very guilty of there's a few books that are absolutely incredible startup zero to one is really good uh, range by david epstein is really good for it's about um, having kind of a diverse skill set and how people who have a diverse skill set or background are way better at solving specific problems because they have more information to pull from. Um, so that was a really good book. And Originals by Adam Grant, another great book on the startup side. But that's for book recommendations. In general, consuming a lot of content in, is what I do through audio. So I listen to so much, so many podcasts, read a lot of short form content. And people like Brezzy, Uh, Tim Ferriss, Reid Hoffman, Guy Raz, those people I consume like every week through podcasts. The information they are constantly feeding into my brain definitely influences me on every decision I make, every problem I have to solve. And I couldn't recommend getting into, whether it's audio or reading, just getting into a consistent habit of consuming content. Um, The second thing, and it's probably a, a good point to finish on, is the importance of role models in my life, and I believe still play such an important role in so many people's lives. They they're the people who basically allowed me to set these opinions that I had on the podcast today, redefining what success meant is through listening to these podcasts, reading these books from people who have been there before you know, have more experience. They've gone around the block a few times, and you can learn from them. And um, the things like redefining success, blocking out external expectations, taking pressure off myself to succeed, all those sort of things came from role models. So my main story was when Prezi came into um, my school and spoke, it was the first time I saw a male display vulnerability and be like, he's a fucking legend. I want to be like him. And he was displaying a kind of a perceived weakness, but I saw his complete strength and that role, he did more for me than like pretty much anything else in having that role model of someone who you can aspire to be like, it does so much for, I think just being in your formative years, particularly kind of early late teens and early twenties. And
0: I to thank you very much for that answer and for all your answers today. I feel like um, unintentionally, we sort of got across this lesson of learn as much as possible from anything and everything. And uh, it's a great message to give out. (laughs) So um, we're gonna thank you for coming on anyways, Charlie. best of luck with all your ventures in the future oh thanks for million it's an absolute pleasure and if anyone wants to reach out to me about anything please do so
2: charlie butler and uh, my email linkedin everything you'll be able to find me I'd, I'd love meeting new people new ideas and chatting shooting the breeze with uh, people like yourself so anyone who does want to reach out don't hesitate thanks charlie no worries thanks man